listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. This lesson is the third and final installment in our series on how to maximize the value of each and every client that you work with. In part one, we looked at Jay Abraham's formula for business growth, which states that there are only three ways to grow a business. Increase customers, increase transaction frequency, and increase transaction size. And the best way to grow is to make gains in each of these three areas. In part two, we looked at the second variable in the business growth formula, which is increasing transaction frequency. And I showed you a framework that you can use to build your own services ladder that gives buyers an easy way to get on the ladder so that you can sell them progressively larger and more expensive deals. Finally, in this lesson, we're going to look at the third variable in the business growth formula, which is how to increase your transaction fees or your pricing. Before we get into it, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, you're going to want to check that out. That is an entire course dedicated to the first element of the business growth formula, which is how to attract more clients. You can get immediate access to the entire course by heading over to 5leadgen.com. That's 5leadgen.com. And you can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. So let's dive into our discussion on fees and pricing. Now, this is one of the perennial questions that people have. How much should I charge for my services? And there's a lot of bad advice out there on pricing. And most of it is just very wishy-washy. I've even heard people say things like, just charge double what you think you should be charging. I, on the other hand, am going to advocate for a slightly more scientific approach to pricing. Your pricing or the fees that you charge for your services should be based on five foundational pillars. The first pillar is your value proposition. Simply put, buyers pay you to take them from where they are to where they want to be. There's a before state and there's an after state. And the amount that you can charge is directly proportionate to how badly they want to get from before to after. For example, you're not going to pay thousands of dollars to get a haircut because the before to after variance just isn't worth thousands of dollars to you. You would probably end up cutting it yourself before you pay that kind of money or maybe even just shaving your head. Whereas you'd probably pay a lot more to say lose 20 or 30 pounds. That pesky weight that no matter what you do, no matter what you eat or how often you exercise, you can't seem to shed those pounds and they're really driving you crazy. They're getting in the way of you buying the clothes and fitting into the clothes that you want to wear and attracting the kind of people that you want to attract. You're probably going to pay a lot more for that after state. The second pillar of pricing is your positioning. You need to consider what other people are charging in your space so that you can determine where to position yourself in the market. See, the local barber in your neighborhood charges far less than the upscale salon downtown because the local barber is positioned for convenience. He's in your neighborhood. He's quick. He's easy to get an appointment with, and the haircuts are simple and fast. As a result, his pricing is on the lower end of the spectrum, but the upscale downtown salon is at the higher end of the spectrum. They're not close. They're far away. You've got to drive there. You've got to pay for parking. You've got to fight traffic. It's a big headache, but their stylists have more training. They're experts. They do fancier haircuts, and they have all kinds of other additional services that they can offer you if you're the kind of person who's interested in those services. 
So your positioning has a lot to do with how much you can charge. If you're positioned as the cheapest or the fastest, then you're going to be on the lower end of the pricing spectrum. But if you're positioned as the best or as the expert, or if you're clearly differentiated from your competition, or if you deliver a service that nobody else can match, then you can price on the higher end. Just make sure you can back up your positioning with proof. Because if you walk into a high-end salon and you see the barber from your local barber shop, then there's a mismatch there and the, the value proposition just doesn't deliver on the positioning. The third pillar of pricing is the service itself. We talked about the services ladder in the previous lesson, but just to recap, there are three levels to a services ladder. There is the lead service, there is the core service or services, and then there are additional services. And your pricing needs to vary at each level of the services ladder. All things considered, your lead service should be your lowest price offering. This is where you wanna get your foot in the door with a new client so you can build a relationship. So in a haircutting environment, this is like the basic cut, right? You don't want to overcharge on the basic cut because you want someone to come in, sit their butt in that chair so you can then sell them on the coloring and on the dyeing and on the, I don't even know what else they sell, but I'm sure there's much more that they can do, especially for women's cuts. Dentists commonly use teeth whitening as a lead service. Teeth whitening they offer at a steep discount or sometimes even for free just to get people to come into the door so they can then sell them on more services. I used the example of a design agency in one of the previous episodes called Worst of All Design based out of New York City. Their lead service is called the Brand Shrink, where they bring you in and they sit you down and they do a 90-minute to a two-hour interview to help identify what makes your brand compelling, what makes your brand quote-unquote badass in their terms, what makes you stand out in the marketplace. And then they use that lead service to then position their core service, which is to help you build out your website and your branding and all of your marketing collateral. So the goal of that lead service is just to create a client, not to make money. So you want to price it low enough that you can get clients coming in the door and then you can sell them on the core service. And the core service is where you want to make most of your money. Because if you successfully convert clients from your lead service to your core service, then you can make up for those margins that you lost on the lead service. And then finally, the additional services are typically where you can charge the most. These should have the highest margins because at this stage, you've already kind of paid to acquire the client through the money that you earned on the core service. So anything that you can offer the client in additional services should be pure profit. And your level of authority in the eyes of the client is at its peak, which means you can charge higher fees. The fourth pillar of pricing is your expertise. All else considered, the more rare your expertise is and the harder it is to find professionals who do what you do and who can deliver the value that you deliver, the more you can charge. So if you work in an area that's already highly specialized, then this should be pretty easy. Many consultants already have this scarcity built into their offerings because it's very hard to be a generalist consultant. If you want to thrive as a consultant, you have to have a very clear market, a clear niche, and a clear and specialized offering. But if you work in a field that doesn't have that built-in scarcity, like law or accounting or any other kind of transactional environment, you can then manufacture scarcity by getting more specific about the clients that you work with and the value that you provide. So maybe instead of being a generalist accounting firm, you become the accounting firm who works exclusively with doctors. Or instead of being a generalist divorce lawyer, you become the lawyer who works exclusively with high-profile celebrity divorce cases. So if your expertise in and of itself is not scarce, you can manufacture scarcity through your positioning in the marketplace. 
And last but not least, the fifth pillar of pricing is your story. Firms who tell a better story to their client can charge more. It is as simple as that. You need to move beyond talking about services and solutions and features because nobody buys a service and nobody buys a solution. They buy the result that's produced. So when you go to the hardware store to buy a hammer, you're not buying a hammer. You're buying a hole in the wall. Actually, even beyond that, you're not even buying a hole in the wall. You're buying the feeling of pride that you're going to get when you hang up that beautiful, new, expensive and rare painting so that when guests come over, they can see it and think that you're some kind of an art connoisseur. Or maybe it's the feeling of getting your wife off your back because she's been bugging you to hang up this painting for so long. Either way, the hammer is just a tool. It is not the point. It is not the result. It is the transaction through which the end result is achieved. And the same is true for your services. If you can figure out what end result your buyers are looking for, if you can identify that end state, the after state that they want to see, and you can communicate to them that you can help them get there, you will be able to charge more because your competitors are probably just boring people with the technical features of their solutions and nobody's actually listening. So those are the five pillars of pricing. If you put these five pillars to work, you should be able to charge premium prices on the high end of what everyone else in your market or in your industry is charging. So that's a wrap on our three-part series on the business growth formula. We talked about how you can attract more clients. We talked about how you can increase the transaction volume or the purchasing frequency for your clients. And we talked about in this lesson, how you can increase the pricing or the fees that you charge for those services. And if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on the five P's of lead generation for professional services firms, that is where we go into detail on how you can attract more leads to become paying clients for your services. You can get immediate access to the entire course over at 5leadgen.com. That's 5leadgen.com and you can spell out five or use the number. Finally, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show on iTunes, head over to iTunes, type in forecast marketing, click on the show and hit subscribe. And that way you will get all of our episodes directly in your feed three times a week as soon as they're released.